another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hey, Joe. Don't ever disrespect me looking like a dystopian human hunt movie with a werewolf, you heard? <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. Well done. Uh, Guys, this week we're doing Turkey Shoot from 1982. If you have trouble finding it, you can find it also under the name Escape 2000, I believe. Yes. <laughs> Joe, Joe struggled finding it, and then I had issues today finding it also. Uh, it's on Amazon as Escape 2000, and it's on um, Plex's free area um, also uh, uh, under Turkey Shoot. Um, and it's in much better quality. Dude, I, I feel bad because I didn't realize it was on Plex in the free section until today. And I told Joe to watch the Amazon one. The Amazon one was like 4-3 ratio, right? Yes. It looked like a fucking VHS rip. Like, <laughs> legitimate. I ended up I ended up watching it on the uh, Plex. Oh, you did? You found that one too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I found. And it was uh, much better. <laughs> Much cleaner, although we had to sit through like 17 hours of commercials to get through it. So, Sean, Sean, <laughs> those commercial breaks were fucking unbelievable. It was like three minutes a piece, brought you back, and they were baby. so frequent, dude. They were so frequent, it was they like were once every 10 minutes. They were, yeah, they were like every seven to nine minutes. You got you, you got a you got a four minute commercial break. And, they they tell you how many ads you're gonna get. They were mostly nine. You got nine fucking ads. That's <laughs> fucking yeah. They have great. a they have a countdown circle in the top right. You're like, this is, are you serious? <laughs> for fucking turkey shoot. Turkey shoot is making money for Plex right now. I'll tell you that much. Holy cow! Um, but it is available. Uh, Osploitation. Osploitation. Which I fucking love. Osploitation, man. They know what they're doing. That's all. They do. They they really do. I'm not saying that to be facetious. Like, no. Every exploitation movie I ever watch, I fucking love. They just it's just I, I don't know what it is. They just they know they know what we want to see. It's it's the opposite of the Italian cinema. <laughs> like, although I don't know. I don't know. They shouldn't be that rough on that. But I mean after that Bruno Maddie uh, thing that we did, the Maddie uh, D'Amato thing we did, I had I had fun with it. That was fine. That it, was but... fine. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, they were like ripping things off. I mean, this rips things off too. But also, it's just nuts. Osploitation is like truly just out of control. It, it's just like we're gonna do this. It, so that's the thing. Osploitation, like, it doesn't lose the exploitation part of it, right? Nope. It, there, it's like still like Grindhouse or like CD, but it's also always well made like their market was just so good yeah and how did they fucking do that like this looks so much better than like most of the movies we watch from this period this is 82 and it looked nice like it looked clean yeah because they cut all the expenses on air conditioning for the set because everyone's <laughs> dude every fucking character in that movie is dripping sweat anything whether they're outside inside they're like the <laughs> 
their faces are just beady. Every single character. And then, like, there's some scenes where their shirts are so fucking wet, it's as if, like, they were standing in a shower. It's ridiculous. <laughs> there's a fight scene where there's a character, I forget his name. It's like, it begins with a D. Um, I, I don't know. Anyway, he is so, you see through his fucking clothes. He is yeah. dripping with sweat. <laughs> It is wild. This movie has... One, it, it, dude, it's a male character. Both his tits are... It's just like a perfect circle of sweat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and they're not reshooting that, baby. <laughs> no, no. But also, I there's nothing I hate more, more than being like hot and sweaty for an extended period of time. So how miserable must you be to be like that for every fucking scene? Dude, I was actually thinking about that when they were in the scene where they're like running across... Um, the water, the, 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 like the military guys are running through the water. And I was like, cause I'm going to tell you something as fun as it is. And as great it is to watch it, it, there were, there was a lot of moments where you're like, I don't think anyone knows what they're actually doing. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they've been given direction. They're just, they're just running around. Like no one looks like they know they're in the right place. Um, it's a, it's, it's just crazy. Um, but in that scene, I was like, I wonder how many times they had to run through that water in those suits. How fucking miserable you must be. Or you're lucky because you're wet. Yeah, probably the latter. And it's clearly 8,000 degrees out. (laughs) Crazy. Um, So this is directed by uh, Mr. Brian Trenchard Smith. We should do... Because who's the guy we did... The guy we did for Witchboard? Kevin Tenney. Kevin Tenney. we, We should give Brian Trenchard Smith... The Kevin Tenney treatment because he's done two Leprechaun movies. Yep, he's done Dead End Driving. Yep, BM- BMX Bandits. Yep, Stunt Rock. Bandit. One of our favorites. Fucking Stunt Rock. Why are we not? Dude, we need to do. We need to do. He's done a movie called Frog Dreaming. <laughs> he did the um, Night of the Demons two. He did. Yep. Um, he the did man that- from Hong Kong. <laughs> Yeah, he did a buddy com- a buddy cop movie in Australia that was direct to video with John Cusack and Thomas Jane. Yeah, dr- it's called Drive Hard. <laughs> I I love this guy. Uh, I think he is the man. Um, and also, we should definitely get Corey Taylor back uh, just because he loves. Never seen a guy that loves stunt rock more. Love stunt rock. That, I don't even think, that, dude. I don't even think that made it into our interview, right? Wasn't it like off? off oh, was that off? Oh my god! I wish that's terrible. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's not. I mean, I, I somebody probably knows better than I do. But I remember him being really pumped about you wearing a murder by death shirt. Yeah, which was also so weird. stunt rock. Which we weren't recording them. He was just getting pumped about things. Yeah, we brought up Ozploitation, and he was like, "Have you seen this documentary?" And we were like, "Oh yeah, we just watched that." And he was like, "Oh my god!" And then he started talking about all the movies in it, and it might have even. We might have talked about Turkey Shoot at that time, but yeah, we should uh, we should get him back on. Fucking for this. talk about. I want, stunt dude. Rock. I want to do BMX, BMX Bandit, Stunt Rock, and Dead End Driving very badly. I, I'm fine with all these. Dead End Driving looks so stupid, um, and I'm fine with it. It looks great. And I want to do Frog Dreaming. I know it's called Frog Dreaming, dude. I, I know, but <laughs> wait, you? Oh my god! And it's got Henry Thomas. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> is this like an ET ripoff? Oh my god. An American boy Cody lives in Australia with his guardian Gaza. 
Cody is a very imaginative, inventive, and inquisitive. He comes across some strange events happening in Devil's Knob National Park associated with the aboriginal myth about frog dreamings. Oh, yeah. This is like a horror movie. This is nuts. I mean, I really just want it to be about him dreaming about frogs. (laughs) I kind of wish I didn't read the synopsis. No, we are doing this. This is great. This is fucking fantastic. You loved him in E.T. Now Henry Thomas is back at... Dude, Cody Walpole. Might as well be Tadpole. Oh, that's his name? Cody Walpole? Yeah. (laughs) The legend of frog dreaming. I fucking love it, man. I, uh, 2022, the year of Brian Trenchard. BTS, baby. This is the BTS we hail. <laughs> the B- <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. We should make shirts. For we it. should. We support BTS. BTS boys. <laughs> I love them. Wait, man. is BTS is BTS a K-pop group? Yeah. All right. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, like that merch. Yeah, and uh, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite directors, of course. Brian Trenchard Smith is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn is something else. I, honestly, I, that's why that's why I like Quinn. Because this guy can't be his favorite, one of his favorite fucking... Like, he, you know he just has, like, names of people that are obscure to be like, this guy's my favorite. That That's, yes, Na- for sure. Name a single Tarantino movie that looks like... <laughs> looks like a Brian Trenchard. Dude, he, he claims Turkey Shoot is one of his favorite movies ever. I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah, Turkey, I have Shoot is, uh, Turkey Shoot is legitimately one of the better movies we've done in, re- in like recent memory. It has been championed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, yeah, no, it is... Uh, if you guys don't know, Turkey Shoot... Um, the director described it as 1984 meets the camp on blood Island, which is a bit of a stretch. Cause that's like kind of a fucked up movie um, about like internment camps, like real ones in Japan and like war crimes and shit. It's like really super intense <laughs> and uh, where the, and it says, so it's 1984 meets the camp on blood Island where they play the most dangerous game. <laughs> the film depicts a concentration camp in a totalitarian society which allows rich adventurers to participate in human hunting games with its, quote, deviant convicts. Yes. So it is just, I mean, but here's the thing. Even that, I mean, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but that gives it more structure than you actually get in the movie. Like, that actually, like, is, like, pretty, like, that's a nice, succinct description. The movie is just kind of, like, in your face, and it's just... You'll be like, why is this happening? And you'll find out a few minutes later, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I didn't read or if I didn't if I watched this only once, I didn't read the synopsis. I'm not sure I would have even like picked up that they were in a concentration camp. I just knew that they were being rounded up and yeah, no, put you, somewhere with guards. You don't that part of it is kind of odd and like <laughs> just kind of the beginning. And even the even the idea of rich adventurers participating in it, you don't even like fully get a grasp on that. They're just like they mention the guests and then they're just there ready to fucking kill people. And you're like, I, are they ward wardens? Are they, who, who are these people? But the thing is, it doesn't matter. Cause you get, right. you get the picture, baby. There was a remake in 2014. You- I saw that. One of the guys is back in it. I think, I think the big, the big tall guard. 
Oh, um, and that guy's from Mad Max. He's Fifi from Mad Max. Yes. Um, what's his name? Uh, Roger Ward. Yeah, if you look up his credits, he's in like every Ozploitation movie ever made. Ever. And the weirdest thing is, he's a fuck. Oh wait, no, never mind. He he's he's he is from Australia, but I somewhere they were like he's an American, and I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> why did he? Why was he only in Australian films? <laughs> but then I looked up his Wikipedia. That was on IMDb, and then I looked up his Wikipedia, and he, he's most definitely born in Australia. <laughs> Very fucking Australian. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you got uh, what else? What other little facts do we got here? Uh, what do we say? Oh, got Olivia Hussey, who hasn't aged. Uh, it's almost ten years after Black Christmas. She looks n- exactly the same. She looks great. Um, there's some interesting facts about her that are that are kind of fun. I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, Steve Steve Railsback is our lead, Paul. Um, he's good in this. He's good. You, you, you did not like him. You said, you sent me a message and you're like this fucking, I called him a jabroni because everything he's in, he's a, I mean, he's in stunt rock. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Zombie loves him because he put him in devil's rejects. Is he in devil's rejects? Yeah. He's one of the sheriffs. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, he, he's not, I don't love him in this movie. I mean, he's fine, but like. The character Paul I could do without. Um, you know, he's he's whatever. Also, uh, Michael Craig, who plays... Um, he plays Charles Thatcher, who's the warden. Yep. <laughs> hated. He wrote a memoir. And he said he hated Steve Railsback because, <laughs> because he said Steve Railsback was the only person method acting the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you method act for this role? I don't know, because he runs like a fucking idiot the entire movie. And that's- I hope he just <laughs> I hope he just stayed on set, like he refused to come back to his trailer, just lived in the woods. I have no idea, but uh fucking Mr. Michael Craig was furious the entire time, super pissed the entire time. Said he, hate, said he hated working with. Him. <laughs> oh man! Uh, despite being a critical and financial flop in the U.S. and Australia, it eventually got released in the U.K., which for some reason it picked up like a major buzz, and the film broke box office records in the wow. U.K. <laughs> And it recovered almost all of its losses uh, in the UK. Ozzy, well-deserved. This movie's fucking great. Dude, this movie rocks. I was I, I was watching it, and I was... Because I, I had already hyped it up a little bit. And and I was like a little bit worried about what you would think of it. But I'm glad you loved it. I, I think it's so fun to watch, and it's so absurd. It's so absurd. Dude, and, like, the effects and gore that they oh, put in. Yeah. I mean, it's not an overly gory film. No. Um, you know, th- those effects are pretty few and far between. But when they're up, when they, you do see them, like, they're super effective. Like, they, they look great. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, before we get into the movie, let's, uh, let me just talk about a couple things here. Uh, so, <laughs> we talked about last week Thanksgiving 3. Thanksgiving 3. Um, and we said I would screen it and decide whether we should do it or not. It has been screened, and we cannot do that for the show. Uh, praise, praise the Lord. 
Uh, Thanksgiving that, miracle. It's the most unfunny piece of shit I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> we told you, man. We told you. If Paul and Mike are messaging you, being like, why? <laughs> Don't do it. the biggest telltale sign. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're not going to do that. Instead, we are going to do Home Sweet Home. Uh, starring Jake Steinfeld of Body, Body by, Jake. by Jake. Body by Jake fame. Body by Jake, which I don't know if anyone even remembers um, Body by Jake, but I mean, I barely remember it. How did he get the movie into movies? Sucks, yeah. <laughs> Way better than Thanksgiving too. Uh Yeah, uh, but it'll it'll be it'll be a hoot, I think. Uh, and then. Um, I don't think I think I'd been holding out on this for some reason, giving it the announcement. But for the free live show in December, we're doing the two the two movies. We're doing um, not another teen movie first in the afternoon uh, for the Euro- the Europeans out there. Hopefully that'll help them time zone wise. And then we're gonna do our normal nine p.m. show, uh, and that one's gonna be the super party one, and that is going to be. A little little holiday movie, The Dorm That Dripped Blood. Uh, nice. So that that should be fun. That'll I think that'll be a fun movie to do. It takes place over Christmas break, so perfect perfect little fit in for December there. Um, perfect. So come check us out, The Dorm That Dripped Blood. I'll put up uh, the link for the tickets, and again, it's free, but you do have to like register to to watch it with us um, through the site that we use, Crowdcast. So. I will put that up and the registration will be free. So you just register and you'll be ready to watch with us. Two movies, man. Two movies. That'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> may, <laughs> may need to get you a stunt double. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just have Paul. Just Paul with a wig on. Uh, that would be a nightmare. I don't, I don't want to do that. But <laughs> All right. So... Only drinking eggnog for six hours. Oh my god, dude! I almost, dude. I tried to get, um, I tried to buy fucking the Arby's vodka for us. I tried. <laughs> I was in line. I was in queue, and it sold out so fucking fast. I couldn't get us a fucking bottle. That's but. nuts. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> it's so, uh, dude. I had it up the entire time. I was tracking it. I was on the countdown page. Uh, could not get it. Could not get it. And I'm really bummed. I wonder how much it costs. In the secondhand market here, um, or maybe maybe they'll release more. Do you think there's no Arby's way vodka? There's no way. That's probably why I sold out because somebody's probably like you know, 50 years from now, people are gonna be like, "Holy shit, Arby's made a vodka, and you can sell it for 400 times the original price." <laughs> sold out. It was 60 bucks, um, and I was gonna, wow. <laughs> I was gonna get. I was going to get each of us a bottle, which really didn't need to happen. But, um, you know, you know, there, there's no like secondary market for these things. Imagine the heartburn from Arby's vodka. <laughs> Yo, fucking the, the, the curly fried one. Cause that's what I was going to get. I'm not getting crinkle fry. I'm getting the curly fries with that seasoning. <laughs> oh, I would. Is that what it's supposed to taste like? Yeah, there's crinkle fry vodka and um and curly fry vodka. It's honestly fucking disgusting. <laughs> also, go balls out or go home, Arby's. Make bring out the roast beef vodka. Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I'm here for the roast beef vodka. 
Oh, man. Oh, I want it so bad. I want it so fucking bad. Anyway, I got to I gotta stop. All right. Um, all I'm doing is looking at how to get a secondary, secondhand bottle, but I don't think it's possible. All right. Turkey shoot. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Turkey shoot. It is, uh, it's dystopian. It is, it's a little bit of everything in this, huh? Like, <laughs> like there's like a little bit of a political statement in here. There's, there's, uh, it, it's pretty over the top and also very subtle at the same time in some ways, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Again, I think it's really well done. I think it's one of the better movies we've done in recent months. Doing Ozploitation like this is, it, well, not Ozploitation, but Exploitation this way, I think, really proves that some of those Exploitation movies where they really do go over the top with, like, the rape and stuff, you don't even need to do that, man. To to make it fucking awesome and, like, still hate the fucking bad guys, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, they had a almost rape scene in here they did they did which made you hate that guy a hundred times more and that's all you needed we don't need a last house on the left moment we we're good we're fine with this (laughs) i just need the almost that i mean because that's the intentions there right like we don't need to we don't need to see it through to the end um and but we i would argue that guy's face alone was enough to make me hate oh all of the guards. Wait, are you talking about the whip? Yeah, the whip guy was the guy that was doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy the guy that looks like Rob Schneider and Geraldo had a love child. <laughs> and for some reason is tied up in the jungle later, <laughs> even though he was, like, not part of that hunting party whatsoever. <laughs> it caught in a snare trap. <laughs> that was so insane. Um, so we open up with, like, this B-roll that's usually reserved for zombie movies, which is, like, you know, the news of the protests and... You know, um, showing a government like pr- like pushing down its uh, citizens and attacking them, and it's basically there just to show that we are in a totalitarian state, baby. Uh, and we meet these three prisoners in a van, uh, and one wakes up, and we get a flashback to her life, which is <laughs> not all that interesting, to be honest. Uh, she's just in a shop and the cops come in beating up another guy. And she's like, Hey, what the hell is going on? And he's like, Oh, you fucking want to go to jail too. And she's like, not really. And he's like, well, there you go. (laughs) So she gets arrested. She's thrown in next flashback. We get is uh, Paul, our hero here who runs like a freedom radio radio operation, like a guerrilla radio. Um, And he talks about the concentration camps for the deviants and the, um, just like the the way the state's being run and more of like a freedom fighter radio station, right? Giving information to the people. Um, and he just immediately gets got like, he's not doing a very good job. The cops just, the police just run in and fucking beat the shit out of him. Uh, and then the third girl doesn't get a flashback, uh, but she just tells us that uh, she was turned in for being a whore. And she's like, which I'm not. It's like, well, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still not sure if that was supposed to be like her being like, uh, like, uh, I'm definitely not a whore. Like, but she was because it kind of, every time they mention it in the movie, it's with that tone, right? It's like, oh, we know you. And she's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's like, wait, so is she a whore? I, not that it matters, but it's just very yeah, odd. Also, 
insane thing to be locked up for with <laughs> yes yes uh well we'll find out later you know this camp is the, the rules of this camp are are loose and strict all at the same all at the same time um and we meet the guard that you're talking about who who looks like rob schneider this guy loved cracking a whip and i mean that literally he loved he has a whip in his hand and he won't stop cracking it not at anyone he's just like talking and cracking it for no reason and he's just like come out my little babies and they they come out and uh and he also won't stop saying um head down ass up <laughs> Big, uh, big, big two live crew fan. Yeah, I was like, that's that's a, such an interesting choice. He says it like three or four times in the movie <laughs> to a point where I was like, this is really bizarre. Like, he says it to the girls when they get out, and you're like, oh, what a piece of shit. But then, like, one of the guys pipes up and is like, what are you, you piece of shit? And he's like, hey, listen here, pal, you're gonna be head down, ass up. And you're like, whoa, all right, this guy, this guy's just going for it, baby. <laughs> Also, no one ever goes head down, ass up. So fear, fear not, everyone. That's just an idle threat from this guy. Sure, sure, not one person in that movie <laughs> <laughs> just loves fucking saying it. Which I could totally see prison guards just constantly saying for no reason, just trying to be tough. Um, one of the prisoners though manages to roll under a truck and and sneak under it like fucking Bobby D from Cape Fear. <laughs> But he will he will return a little bit later, which I didn't realize until just right now. It just clicked who this guy was. But um, <laughs> he rolls under a truck. He sneaks out under under the truck, and he'll come back a little bit later. And then we meet Char- that truck has the most that truck has the most convenient bars on the bottom. Like it was built for that. You it, know what I mean? Like <laughs> I've never seen bars like that. That they, they it is literally like a person carrier. <laughs> um. We also meet Charles the Warden, who gives us the rundown of our characters. So, um, the girl from the store and our, our other main lead is Chris. Uh, the prostitute-ish is Rita. And Paul's our escapee um, slash protester. And we we find out that he had also escaped the camp um, prior prior to him running Radio, Radio Disney or whatever the fuck it was. Radio. <laughs> pirate Radio. Um and then we got a fucking another big motherfucker, which is that guy we were talking about, Roger Ward, who looks just like Ox Baker. That fucking wrestler. He does. He does look like Ox Baker. Don't ever disrespect me looking like an old ass Ox Baker, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> That he I, I I thought it was Ox Baker for like the first 30 minutes. I was like, this is definitely for sure Ox Baker. Because there's another guy in this movie named Alf who was a pro wrestler, but we'll talk more about Alf when we get to him because I've never been more excited to talk about a character or 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 a scene in a movie. It, honestly, the first time I watched it, my my jaw hit the floor because <laughs> as as exploitive as this is and as fun as this is, it is also like there's a serious tone to it, right? Like they really set a good atmosphere here, like. There's there's not a lot of like jokey joking or anything like that or anything too absurd. Um no. up and, up to that point. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, really putting him, in is, uh, putting him in is quite the decision. 
So we'll get to Elf in a minute. He's he's coming very soon. Um, yeah. Uh, and we we just kind of like get this idea of what it's like to be in this camp, but also like not a very clear idea of what this was. Like, I didn't realize that they were like rehabilitating people to go back out, supposedly. But then also some of them have to go get hunted. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, and like Ox, Ox Baker's like laying down like some of the rules and he's like, watch this. And he like grabs a girl and he's like, sing. Uh, she doesn't sing, but she, she starts like reciting. I think basically like the rules of the camp essentially. And, and oh, this is all happening. The guy, Ox, the Roger Ward guy is just shadow boxing her face. <laughs> Like bouncing up and down and like like <laughs> while, while she's trying to talk and concentrate, <laughs> dude. And honestly, his fists are so close to her face; it's it's actually kind of scary. It's fucking kind of scary. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit weird. He starts shadow boxing her face, and you're like, oh well, at least it's shadow boxing. But that's until she's like, I forgot the next part, and then he just starts slapping the shit out yeah, of her. Piece of shit out of her, dude. And it starts out with slaps, which I'm not saying is good, but like, uh, it's better than getting punched in the face. But then the last blow he gives her is an open palm strike just right to her fucking face. Also, while this is happening, another guy is just talking. So you're listening to monologue while, while like, this guy's going to town, just beating the shit out of this yeah, poor lady. I did not hear anything that guy said. I know. He, no, I how could you? How could you? You're, it's like, what is happening in the background right now? <laughs> <laughs> it was I honestly, so did, I honestly like did a double take at that scene like wait is this they're, supposed to be happening like this they're talking about something completely different while Ox Baker's beating the shit out of like a four foot woman <laughs> insane it's so nuts um, and also so is this like medieval torture method that, that they put Paul in for being an escapee which is Basically a uh, like a oh a scale. So he's in a cage, holding holding a, a like a giant thing of rocks, and the other side of the scale has rocks on it, and they'll just remove some of them so it puts more weight on him to carry. That is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. I don't. <laughs> Honestly, diabolical. It's diabolical, dude. It is crazy. And I love those, like, books on medieval torture methods because they're absolutely – how do you even think of that shit? How do you even begin to come up with shit like that? But, like, this yeah, – yeah, are, are you talking about those eyewitness books? Yes. <laughs> are those still a thing? Yeah, I think so. Dude, the, how how crazy. Like, all every Scholastic Book Fair is just eyewitness and – most of them were just on, like how to murder people, because <laughs> you because there was literally like eyewitness like guns and eyewitness you know torture device like medieval torture devices and your parents were just like oh he's interested in reading let's Whoa. get in this one. <laughs> I was actually just talking about this with someone because like James I buy James is a big reader so I buy him tons of books but like the the amount of books for kids these days is crazy you could get a kid anything in their interest but also for their age appropriate level. We were reading the crazy shit. <laughs> They're like, oh, do kids want to know about uh, medieval torture? Sure. I, I 
I think they do. Uh, there was a book. Oh my God. I had it saved in my Amazon thing. I fucking, I think I got rid of it. Cause I was like, I should not buy this for James. It was my favorite book as a kid. And it was all about plagues and diseases. And it was like woodcut artwork in it. Um, it, it was, it was like graphic though. It, it was, it was insane. It was insane. And then I remember the last chapter was like on AIDS, which was like, Super sad as a kid reading that. I think I know what you're talking about because wasn't there a section on Ebola too? Yes, it had all of them. It hit like all the major plagues and diseases. And it was just like really, really like knowing all that in like third grade. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. <laughs> and like the pictures were like these gruesome woodblock carvings. So it was just like these like skinny people dying, and you were just like, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. Gee. <laughs> and now we're just worried about plagues and not talking to our parents about it. Just like sitting in our rooms alone being like, well, I hope my family doesn't die from Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> Looks pretty sad. <laughs> and our parents are just like, wow, God, I'm so glad he's reading. That's so great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking so weird. Uh, yeah, so that, that medieval torture scene is, is nuts. But the warden goes to check on Paul in the cage and claims he has a way to set Paul free, which seems odd because he fucking hates Paul. So <laughs> Paul's guard is up, and uh, we'll find out what that plan is soon. Um, we also get a little montage here. Not a montage so much as uh, a, an over-the-air announcement, but it's also just a narration for us to know that, uh, hey, <laughs> that, hey, the deviants in the in the jail can uh, have sex if they want, <laughs> but if anything happens with the sex, you're all fucked. <laughs> like, it's basically like you could do whatever you want, but if we find out, uh, we're gonna chop off your fucking nuts and uh, sterilize the women. And it's like, oh well, it sounds like we're not allowed to fuck. Then. <laughs> uh. So that's, that's that. That's that. Um, and then we, uh, we go back to the camp where the, they captured the kid that was trying to escape. Right. And they set up this game that I was so confused about when I was watching it. And I was like, what, what is, what is happening where this kid's got two giant balls of liquid, like huge. Right. And they're tied to his feet. And all of the guards are like, he's trying to pick them up and the guards are kicking them around. Right. And they're just like spraying water everywhere and just waters or well, liquids going everywhere. You don't know what the fuck's happening. It's going on and on. And then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly uh, they're like, uh, everyone step away. <laughs> and Roger Ward lights it on fire and it's fucking gasoline. <laughs> the most elaborate way to light a human on fire I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking waste everyone's time. I mean, I mean, that is kind of like a theme in this camp. Like that's true. They they do not like simplicity at all. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, That's a great thing to say because later when the hunts actually start happening multiple times, these people that want to hunt the humans are like, uh, this is too easy. Why don't you go ahead and then, like let their own captor like wait what? 
they love complicating it more. They do. Yeah. Um, it's it's so weird. Uh, Chris Chris uh has a uh, has a shower scene here where she walks into the shower fully clothed in her jumpsuit, which is such an odd thing to watch. And that's because that's a that's a Olivia Hussey. It's Olivia Hussey from um Black Christmas. Black Christmas. And she was supposed to do a nude scene in this scene. And um, she ended up backing out, which I don't blame her. If you're on a movie set and you know, you're, if you're filming this movie, you're probably like, Oh fuck, this is not going to be what I thought it was. <laughs> I'm not getting naked for this. Get it. Right. So because she backed out, she walks in with her jumpsuit and then it's a random tight shot of her breasts in the shower later. And that is because that is a stunt boob. That is a, a boob double, if you will. Um, but Olivia Hussey <laughs> said when she watched it in theaters, she got so fucking mad because she was like, I look so much better naked than her. And then was like, I wish I just did the nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure made the boob double feel great about herself. Uh, <laughs> Because that was like public, she like publicly stated that. <laughs> Always a nice thing to say. <laughs> oh man! Um, and then that fucking piece of shit guard um, gets a hold of Chris, and he's starting to to abuse her. Looks like he's gonna. Looks like she's gonna give him a little handy. And then zips his dick in the zipper. Yeah. Hey. Great move. Hey. Great move. I I agree. I think that might be the best, like, I'm going to do something to this guy's dick because he's trying to rape me moment. Like, most easy and effective thing, right? I mean, that fucking hurts. <laughs> Dude, a zipper on the dick is worse. I, I'd rather I'd rather get, like, kicked in the dick than a zipper on the dick. Yeah, I... A thousand percent. The zipper on the thousand. dick is the fucking worst thing. Oh, my God. It is so fucking brutal for those of you without penises. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. And they do it with force. Because, like, usually when it happens, you know, it's few and far between. <laughs> you're doing it gently. Because always in the back of your mind, you're like, man, I hope I don't zip my dick. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just always something that's on your mind. So, like, you're doing it gently. So, when it happens, you're not going fast you're not going hard right so do it with force holy shit oh oh man it's it's bad i i just had a talk with james about that too because i was like fuck that hasn't happened to him yet i was like that's a bad that's a bad day when that happens like that's a real fucking bad day i remember vividly the the first time it happened to me i was like what the fuck is this pain this is unbelievable (laughs) and so i was like hey we've never had this conversation but don't zip your dick in your fucking pants he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, that um, you know, it invoked some some memories. Yeah, sure. it's not not fun. Um, that and the Billy Club, the Billy Club to the uh, to the ribs. Oh, the, it, it was like a throwaway scene. It, I think it was the dickhead with a whip just fucking cracked someone with a Billy Club. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. Oh. Have you ever, have you ever been hit with a Billy Club? No, I haven't. Have you? <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, <laughs> it's the worst. Right in the rib cage. And it was all Paul's fault. Wait, how did you get hit in the... Oh, wait a minute. Okay, tell the story. I think I remember it, though. Wait. Fuck, that's so crazy. I'll, 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 honestly, this this is a good story to tell with Paul. So okay. I, I'll give like an abridged, sure. abridged version. Sure. Um, we're at OzFest, and Paul's just... <laughs> 
Paul's making mud balls and just throwing them at people. Yeah. Like, just fucking huge, heavy mud balls and just concussing people. And some random girl, like, decided to sit down and just make the balls for Paul. So she, he had, like, his own, like, supply chain. And she would just roll up, like, these perfectly packed balls and hand them to Paul. And Paul would just launch them as hard as he could to wherever, right? <laughs> and I, I literally was just standing there watching Paul and watching this girl who we did not know make compacted mud balls to hand to Paul. And Paul probably threw, this is not exaggerated, Paul probably threw like 55 at this point <laughs> while I'm standing there watching him. And then the girl makes one and she, t- like I had moved up like a little bit forward because Paul had moved up. And she makes one and she hands it to me. And then the next thing I know is I hear like a deafening crack and then I'm just like on the ground, not breathing. It was some fucking cop who's standing behind me and he just goes, drop it, asshole. Meanwhile, Paul still has like four in his hand. <laughs> he's, he's throwing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I haven't even thrown one. Like this girl just handed it to me. And oh man, like uh, that that pain is uh, it's something else getting cracked in the rib cage with a, with a billy club. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm surprised you didn't break a fucking rib. My, my side was black and blue for like weeks. Oh fuck! You might have actually. I mean, I probably did. You know? yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do about it? Because there's nothing you could do about it. Like I got, I cracked that rib at a, that party when I got into a fight with that fucking idiot. But, um, and I just, it was, it was the worst pain just for like four weeks. I just couldn't breathe or laugh, and it fucking sucked. Dude, fucking cracked me, and it was within seconds of that girl handing it to me. It's just like boom, boom. <laughs> Give me a break. And, and again, Paul has like four under one arm and he's just throwing like <laughs> And Paul's so much bigger. Like he would definitely stand so out. Much bigger. And again, he had thrown at least fifty-five to that point. So it's like if that guy was standing there, like he must he must have just been like, I'm gonna wait until this guy grabs him. I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking beat the shit out of him. It must have been a targeted hit because there's no way he didn't see the tall guy, you know, the guy four inches taller than me throwing him. <laughs> <laughs> and also Paul does this thing when he does something that he shouldn't where he actually looks around like a cartoon character. Dude, well, <laughs> not only looks around but will be like, "Hey, did you see that?" It's like yeah. he doesn't know, you know. <laughs> he looks around with a face like, "Did I do that?" Like, like, "Did I do that?" And you're like, "What the fuck?" Every time he does something bad, he does that. <laughs> and you're just it's so easy to pinpoint who did it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was uh <laughs> good old Paul. Uh, I'll wait for Paul. There's there's one part of that is probably yeah. the, like, one of my favorite things to tell, but I'll wait for Paul. No, we have to. We have to. Because I want Paul's take on it. I don't know if I've ever even heard Paul's take on it. I mean, I might have, but I don't remember it. Anyway. Um So we got the guard. Guards down. Um and then we meet the group of the uh, the hunters, the the rich hunters. Um, and you might recognize this little fella. Uh, they're all showing off their weapons, right? So, like, the, there's a one woman with a horse and a crossbow. Um, one guy's just got guns. Uh, what else is there? Is that it? Yeah, I guess that's it. And then the warden. And then, then there's this other guy. That drives around in a in a bucket loader <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> the least effective vehicle of all time for a hunt, <laughs> especially and, a, a hunt with humans. <laughs> and his weapon of choice is 
a werewolf wearing a top hat and, and a suit. <laughs> it's not explained why. Uh, it's not explained who he is. We know his name is Alf, A-L-P-H. Uh, and this man played Donk in all three Crocodile Dundee movies. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Australian actors haven't made. You just got to star in one and then you're in. You're, you're in, life. you're in forever. You're a lifer. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you might recognize him as Donk from Crocodile Dundee. You might not because he's dressed as a fucking werewolf. Um, so that that's that's that they tried to explain the Wikipedia the Wikipedia page gives him like a backstory, dude. I saw that, and that is not a thing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because I looked it up because I was like, this isn't like they did not mention him right beforehand. <laughs> they and then the Wikipedia blurb it's not even it's not even in the synopsis. It's in like the blurb under the character's name. It's like, oh, this guy is from here and from here. It's like he's, he's a circus can- freak. <laughs> <laughs> They're like he has cannibalistic tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker's a werewolf yeah they try to call him a freak or like uh, like a human oh one of them one of the things i read was like he's a troglodyte D- dude this motherfucker is a werewolf he, he he's a lycanthrope yeah <laughs> the hair all over his face he fucking growls and by the way any of those options if you want to take any of those options it still does not make sense that he's wearing a top hat and a suit fucking <laughs> 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 insane a vest (laughs) oh man i love him he is the best when i saw him my jaw hit the floor the first time i was like this this has to be the best movie i've ever seen he just shows up out of and and no one says anything everyone's just like oh okay like good choice good weapon choice (laughs) well they bring in all the prisoners uh you know our main crew paul the prostitute and uh, uh, Chris, and then uh, a couple other guys that we've seen throughout the movie. Uh, their names uh, are Griffin and oh, fucking I forget. Oh, Dodge, Dodge and Griffin. Dodge is kind of like a k- kiss up to the to the guards. Also, a really weird looking dude. Um, got, yeah, he is. Got, he's really alarming looking. Um, but the whole movie, he he is like the guard's little pet. Like, he loves the guards. He gives them information. But uh, he has somehow ended up in this game. And then um, Griffin is a is a guy that they randomly, <laughs> I feel like, shoehorned in right before this scene and explained who he was and why he was there. Just to put him in. Just to have another body there. <laughs> but he was also um, an ex-escapee. Yes. And he trusted Dodge and told Dodge he was going to escape. And that's how he got, he ended up back in here. So that's our crew. Those are our five people that have received their ID cards and they will be free if they can escape from their guests. Would you stay at the camp or would you take the hunt? (laughs) I'd probably stay at the camp, man. Listen, for the men, the camp seems not, I, mean, I won't say that bad, not that bad, but it's it's better for a, that, a man. Great, great point. Great point. If I was a woman, I'm taking the If I was Olivia Hussey, I would take the hunt. Take the hunt all day. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, but, uh, it, but, ah, dude, the camp is like, the camp is fucking weird because it's bad, but it doesn't seem like it's that bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. They're like, it's such a bizarre thing, like what they show. It seems like they just target individuals. 
But if I were yeah, that guy, pretty- Paul, I'm out of there. If I'm that guy, Paul, I'm out of there. Get me the <laughs> fuck out of there. Anyway, so they're made they they're made to run away thirty minutes at a time, so they can't actually like hang out together. They can't all run away together, which good thinking. Um, and Paul is the last one to go, and he does this absolutely awkward like kiss blow, and then like slaps his own ass. And <laughs> <laughs> again, Paul. this this guy's fucking. This guy claims to be method acting, and is like it's fucking idiot. <laughs> an asshole um so our crew is on the run and our first victim is dodge the guy that fucking treats the guards right and uh yeah and he is immediately picked like immediately he literally just ran away and he's immediately picked up by the wolf man who is driving (laughs) in a bucket loader (laughs) with his owner and uh, uh alf eats his little toe because the guy was like, don't eat his big toe because then he can't run fast. I'm going to tell you right now, you bite off any one of my toes and I'm not going to run fast. <laughs> I would argue I wouldn't run at all. Well, this is the end. This is- yeah. And then they're like, the okay, just. just eat my toe. <laughs> yeah. They're like, just. <laughs> they're like, just. And by the way, again, Dodge is not like, holy shit, this wolf man just ripped off my toe. He's just like, oh, no. <laughs> Fucking, I would pass out just from the sight of the wolf man. Um, but he he rips off his toe and eats him, and then he's like, "All right, now run away." And we'll that was too easy. We'll come get you again. <laughs> and then that happens two more times uh, where where the guests immediately catch. Like, dude, even even the guy Paul, our lead, is caught by his guy like instantly. Immediately, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, "This is too easy. I'm just gonna let him go." But then immediately just start shooting at him. <laughs> So I don't know. Um, and this shit was actually shot in the Australian wilderness. Oh, I have no doubt. It was. And um, I believe it was, I believe it was Olivia that was like petrified of the uh, wildlife in Australia. Yeah. I mean, that's, so. that's what I fucking said. The, dude, the the comment is like, Olivia Hussey was miserable, upset, and stressed throughout filming, believing Australia's dangerous wildlife would be everywhere and hurt her, making it difficult to film her on location. Hey. Dude, uh, she, Olivia has scenes where she's like in bunkers in the woods. Which, yes. Like, like you just said, it's not a prop set. <laughs> They're in the wilderness. And if there's one thing we have learned uh, about Australia through the internet is that there's like 15 foot spiders and fucking shit that just fucking eat you a lot. Everything is likely to kill you. (laughs) And you're in the fucking jungle. I knew that before you even read that set just based off how sweaty they were. Like there's no, there was no production design. This was guerrilla style filming. (laughs) That's amazing. It's so true, man. It's so, it's fucking crazy. Um, it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, the werewolf and his owner, of course, catch Dodge again because he only he's missing a fucking toe. Um, and the werewolf just p- to proceeds to fucking pro wrestle him, <laughs> dude. Body slams, fucking hip tosses. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Just beating the shit out of Dodge. Um, and then finally the, the like guy that run owns 
Alf is like, just kill him. I'm sick of him. And he kills him with a fucking backbreaker, like a pro wrestling backbreaker. <laughs> like, <laughs> put his back to your knee, which is amazing. It was great. He snapped him. You yeah. said he was a, a wrestler, right, Alf? Uh, Alf was a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's why they had him do that. I mean, I, again, he's a fucking werewolf monster. You could have just had him, like, bite his throat. but or just rip his head off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Griffin, the other kind of like throwaway character, he's cornered by, um, two, the two of the hunters, uh, including the woman that has the arrows and she fucking shoots him six times with arrows. And it is, I love these effects, man. Like the arrows are through him. It's brutal. And you watch her load and shoot him six fucking times, like in real time. (laughs) Yeah, the, the, honestly, again, we said it earlier, the effects of this is really good. So good. It, it's actually a little bit nutty. I think this had like a $3.5 million budget, if, I, if, if I'm if i not mistaken. um, Oh, well, it was a little bit less than that because I think one of the people backed out while they were making it. and <laughs> They lost like a million dollars. Do we got the budget? $2.5 million was the budget. Well, that's Australian, I guess, so. Oh boy, box office 321k, but that's Australia only. Sorry about it. <laughs> anyway. Um so Griffin gets shot six times and he like rolls out into the road and then the fucking warden just rolls over runs over him with his car. And like even this effect was just fun, right? He he runs him, he runs him over like right in the middle of his back and you just watch him like split in half and just yeah. blood squirts out of his fucking mouth. Fucking great. Fucking great. So now we're just back down to our, our main three guys. <laughs> so they actually just added those people just to be murdered, which is great. Yeah, I'm it's great. I'm fine with it. You need people need to do this more often. Um we go back to Ox Baker over there. Uh, and one of the guests finds out, oh, this is when the guests find the, the Rob Schneider guard hanging upside down. Yep. And I had to rewind this five minutes because I was like, wait, I must've missed something. How did the guard get out there? Because (laughs) like he was definitely back at the camp and, uh, they don't explain it and that's okay. Yeah, and then Ox Baker is just like, look at you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I- I'll cut him down right now. Cuts him down in a fucking... A, bo- a-, a fucking log with spikes on it. <laughs> Flies at him, and he just uses the guy as a fucking shield. <laughs> <laughs> uses the guy as a shield instead of just stepping out of the way and is like, oh, those pieces of shit will pay. Could it- <laughs> Could have stepped out of the way with the guy too. He had him in his arms. They could have easily dodged that. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure on Ox. And he's like, oh, those motherfuckers are going to (laughs) pay. Oh, man. Uh, While that's happening, uh, uh, Paul, who looks like he's never ran once in his life before, he gets caught by, he gets caught by the werewolf. Um, while our uh, our prostitute friend is being hunted by a the woman on the horse using a crossbow, um, yes. Paul Alf takes Paul, pins him to the tree, and is like, "All right." He's like, 
the other guy's going to use the bucket loader to to kill Paul by just like running into him into the tree. But Paul gets an idea. <laughs> he takes a tree branch and gouges out Alf's eye, which was great. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. And then his owner and then Alf just falls into the tree and his owner just slowly uh <laughs> Austin Powers style. I know we reference that a lot, but it's so true. This is the only thing I can think of. Because there was so much time for literally both of them to react. You know, Alf to turn around and be like, please stop. And then the other guy to be like, oh, wait, that's that's Alf. I'm driving <laughs> fucking yards, yards into him. He has enough time to yell, get out of the way, Alf. <laughs> Which Alf Lower the it. bucket. You can, you can steer it out of <laughs> It's moving so slow. <laughs> and it, it it severs his body in half. We watch his lower torso fall, which yep. fucking so good. It's so it was great. It was great. Good. It's so good. Dude, I love but it. again, again, not only did he yell at Alf, Alf could have moved. This guy's fucking steering it. There's nothing preventing him from steering it to the right or the left. No. Dude, he's so far away. It's so funny. <laughs> oh man! And uh, Chris is about to get got by the most menacing of the disgusting guests, and this guy's gross. Um, and he's just—he just wants to rape her so bad. It's all he talks about the whole movie, and you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, he's like, she's mine. She's mine. Well. He finally gets a hold of her in in a in a in a cornfield. Uh, it appears, um, but Paul shows up and shoots him in the dick with a tranquilizer, where he falls down and he can't move because he's paralyzed. And then a forest fire starts <laughs> and, and burns him alive. <laughs> so good, so satisfying, right? Like. It was. This is one of those movies where you get those kills. Like they set these guys up as total pieces of shit, and they get what they deserve. And you're you're like, that was just. That was great. That was that yeah. that, that is a worthy death for that person, that human being. Agreed. Um, it, it's it's yeah. I just I I really dug that. Um, so Paul and Chris get away. Now, if you're asking, where the fuck is uh the little prostitute? Uh, she randomly, and I, I don't think I missed anything, but they just randomly cut to her later and she has a fucking arrow in her fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss anything? I know that. I, the I, I don't think, I don't think so. I think it was just an off screen kill. That's so weird. Cause the lady like approaches her, right? The lady with the arrows catches her basically and corners her and is like, we're going to have some fun and like starts rubbing her nipple with the arrow. And you're like, oh, oh, hello. Is this a progressive film? But I guess it's not. Because uh, she just gets an arrow in the mouth. So she's deader than a doornail. But Paul and Chris do get away. Uh, although Ox Baker's quick on their tail. Um, but they realize that they're on an island. Which, I don't know if that would be what I would think of first. I'd be like, I think this is just a shore. Yeah, I I don't think I connected that it was an island at all. Yeah, well, Paul's like it's an island. 
<laughs> but I wouldn't think it was an island. I'd be because they drove there, right? I'd be like, oh, we for sure. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Paul's a good guy. Paul's smart. Um, and we get a long ass fight between Paul and Big Ox Baker, who's not Ox Baker, so I should probably stop saying that. But um, they get into a big fight back and forth. Paul like cracks an oyster on his head, which I actually kind of fucking loved. Um, and Ox is on the Ox is on the uh, offensive, and he's chasing Paul. But Chris grabs his fucking machete, <laughs> and he's about to fucking shoot Paul dead, and she chops off his fucking hands. <laughs> right. And, like, you see them, like, flop around. The, again, the effects in this are nuts. have no business being this good. Like, you see you see the bone still in the hand? It's great. <laughs> it's nuts. The fingers are moving. Um, Crazy. Also, Olivia Hussey in that scene um, actually almost cut off his hands. Um, because <laughs> when the director yelled cut, she took the order the wrong way, thinking he meant cut the hands <laughs> oh no oh god <laughs> and she fucking swung the machete uh but but uh roger ward was able to move his hands out literally at the last second <laughs> what's it like why, why what's with people using real weapons on movie sets i don't understand this fake this, machete <laughs> man nobody's gonna notice and if they do they're a fucking weirdo like just get get a fake machete dude dude our CGI is good enough now. Come on. <laughs> like, use foam and CGI it to make it look better. What are we doing? <laughs> real guns on sets, real knives, real fucking machete. What? <laughs> Especially in turkey shoot. <laughs> Come on. And that, I'll, I want to actually talk about that too, because end of this movie is very gun heavy. And... <laughs> I know we talked about it last week with like the rust and shit, but like none of these people appear to be trained <laughs> whatsoever. And it's actually like scares me now to watch some of these scenes with people that I'm like, these are not, these people don't, <laughs> why are they handling these weapons? <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. They might not be like blanks. I don't know how it all works. Cause they definitely use like a lot of like firecrackers for stunts in this for sure. Because <laughs> you could see like the sparklers and shit. You could like you could see the sparks and stuff. It was like WWE, like when you like crash into the electronics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, she cuts off both of his hands, and so he he's done. He is absolutely done. But we still got bucket loader guy, and we got the lady with the arrows um, running around. So. They foil the bucket loader guy next uh, pr- pretty simply because he just stops his car and uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul takes a fucking machete to idiot. <laughs> That guy is such a moron. He just stops the car and like stands up to like use the gun, but he's not aiming at anyone because they're hiding uh, and behind him because Paul just st- stands up behind him and fucking puts a machete right through his fucking skull. Uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about real quick about this guy yeah. when he chops Alf in half. Yes. I mean, oh. You would think that, like, this guy, like, he should be mourning, right? Because it seems like he's pretty close with Alf. But instead he's just like, oh, shit. And picks up a rocket launcher, which, why wasn't he just using that all along? 
because that seems way more tactical. Because then he's just firing rockets at, at Paul who's running into the woods. Dude, he actually a little bit. His reaction a little bit reminded me of your dad a little bit because he, <laughs> the face was like disappointment. Like Jesus fucking Christ, Joe. Like what are you doing? <laughs> But it was like targeting Alf, who just got fucking yeah, just cut got in half. killed. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are you why doing? Would, that? Why wouldn't you move, you fucking idiot? I told you once, you fuck. This is why I tell you to listen. You don't fucking listen, Alf. He honestly looks like just more like, oh come on, for Christ's sake, God damn it, Alf. I also love that his name's fucking Alf. I mean, was Alf already out by this point? With a PH. With a PH. Uh, I think Alf was later. Was it? 82? Oh, yeah. 86. Good for them. Coming up with a great name. Where would you even get that name? Alf. Anyway. Um, They foil the guy on the bucket loader. He's done now. Uh, and, And Paul... And Chris commandeer the bucket loader. Uh, Paul also teaches Chris what a trigger is uh, on the on the mounted machine gun on the thing. He's like, "This is a trigger. You press it." And she's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, while this is happening, the bad guys have announced the hunt is over, but we're going to kill everyone immediately. Just fucking fire on sight. Um. So Paul and Chris decide that they're going to. Uh, liberate the fucking camp. Yeah. This this stunt looks so dangerous, Joe. When when Paul is driving the vehicle and Chris is standing up shooting, she actually looks uncomfortable at times, and like a couple times, like sits back down because Paul is driving like a fucking madman and like crashes into a building. There's nothing about this stunt that looks planned or or safe it's actually crazy chris looks so scared at points that you're just like un- a little bit uncomfortable with the stunts um which makes some sense coming from a guy that filmed stunt rock right like it, it, it kind of adds up now now that i've put that together uh and i we've mentioned stunt rock a bunch of times i do just want to highlight for those listening stunt rock is a quote unquote film which is just people Doing stunts like driving bikes off of like mountains, and then also a band with a wizard uh, that will show up and play songs. <laughs> yeah, it just cuts to the band playing, and there's a wizard on stage, like <laughs> casting spells and. <laughs> but, like, but like a Merlin, a Merlin, Merlin wizard, right? Yeah, like correct. wearing that big cone hat with like the moon, yeah. you know, the, the crescent moon silhouettes on it. A giant staff, like it, it is the most cartoon. <laughs> cartoonish ass wizard i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like big white beard it's insane it's fucking nuts that's <laughs> so ridiculous um <laughs> it's so dumb um so paul and chris liberate the camp uh, but then the Air Force takes off because they have an order to destroy the base if it's not under c- their control anymore. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. It's that's a, it's, a, it's insane. And I was like, but also, I like it. I like where they're going. And Arrow Lady confirms that she is the one that called in the, the bomb. Um, and she she confronts Chris. Um, 
and captures her. And you think this is it for Chris, but Chris stabs her with her own exploding arrow, melting her face. Um, Great scene, by the way. Oh, exploding awesome. arrow, getting stabbed in the face with it. Love it. Love it. Great. And you know what? This movie did what a lot of movies forget to do, which is save the best, the best kill for last. A lot of movies forget to fucking do that. They like to come at you fast with it, and you're like, to make you stick around. Uh, This movie saved the greatest scene in movie history for last. Um, (laughs) Paul gets all, he frees everyone, tells them to all head up the mountain so they aren't hit by the bombs. The rest of the, the army shows up, including the warden, and Paul uses this minigun on the warden and blow, explodes his fucking head and torso. Explodes. <laughs> explodes. And not an exaggeration. It is a giant explosion. Uh, his body and head just burst <laughs> as soon as the bullets hit him. In what is one of the greatest, like, practical effects explosion body scenes ever. Dude, I laughed so hard. I rewound it, like, three times watching that. That was incredible. <laughs> I could not believe Yeah, it, it reminded me of uh, that Rambo movie that came out in, like, 2008. Like, not not the most oh, recent shit. one. The one before it where he just has that, like, 50 caliber and he's yes. ripping people apart for <laughs> 20 minutes. Yes, I remember that because I was like, that's probably more realistic than, like... When they spray it and guys just fall down with like a little bit of blood on them, like that yeah. that shit will shred you. <laughs> yeah, fucking giant bullet, bullets as big as like your fucking fist, like tearing through you. Um, that was that was nuts, man. So the warden's dead, yeah, and I think you said it before. Very satisfying kills in this. Like yeah. everything that happens to these people, you're like, oh fucking thank god. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think that's where, like, exploitation sometimes can be a little less satisfying because sometimes they make the baddies so gross and so disgusting and appalling that usually their deaths are not as satisfying because there's not a lot that's as satisfying. You know what I mean? Like, they end up, like, torturing or raping people, and it's like, oh, man, like, you deserve the worst thing ever. And, like, they end up, like, getting stabbed or whatever. Getting stabbed. Exactly. And you're like, well, that kind of fucking sucks like i mean like it's thank god he's dead but like he deserved way worse than that and and everything in this was great because as gross as they were like thankfully nothing happens and but they get they get got (laughs) eye for an eye baby on this one they get fucking that guy burned alive in a field because he's paralyzed and shot in the nuts with a fucking tranquilizer dart (laughs) Fucking genius. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't stop the Air Force here. Um, and thankfully, they have a button labeled bombs uh, <laughs> on their dashboard. <laughs> I need to confirm whether the Air Force has. <laughs> I want that to be true, right? I mean, it seems comical, but also, like. This shit should be what labeled. A mistake, dude, what a mistake it would be to hit the wrong button. So it probably should just say bombs in huge, huge letters. <laughs> it was like bombs, guns, and like something else insane. Um, but he hits the bombs and the bombs drop and you're like, oh fuck, like they're gonna like nuke this island. But instead they just bomb their own buildings and their own people. <laughs> and they don't hit anywhere else on the island. They literally just bomb their own shit. Bombing and- those buildings and which also what appears to be napalm. 
And, uh, you know, you wonder what the satisfying conclusion to this event will be. And it is a quote from H.G. Wells. (laughs) (laughs) Revolution begins with the misfits. That's it. And this is the end. H.G. Wells. And Paul Paul and Chris walk away on an island with no food and (laughs) no way to get off. (laughs) So God bless them. (laughs) Live happily ever after. So, oh boy, I tell you, I, I uh, highly recommend it. And I know we ask each other that often and that's not true. We haven't done it in months, but uh, I, I recommend it. Oh, recommend it highly. This is such a fun movie. Uh, you got to check it out and it's free. So, and you know what? Watch it on Thanksgiving. Show it to your family. It's, it's, it's uh, bring the family together. Don't bring up politics. Just watch turkey shoot and everyone will be happy um speaking of this is our thanksgiving episode thanksgiving will happen a few days after this drops a couple days after this drops so happy thanksgiving to everyone and oh you know what else i wanted to say we got a bunch of messages which was very sweet but also like don't 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 sweat it it's okay uh a bunch of people were nervous about that like us saying this is the final trovember and Joe being like, I'm done. I can't do it. And I, I mean, I said it too, but like, I, I saw a couple comments being like, oh no, if Joe said it, then we're, it's definitely not good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, and it was a bunch of people. So don't think I'm like, uh, there was like, we got tons of messages about it. We are not going anywhere. That was just, Trovember is just done. Oh, yeah. It's run its also, course. But also, by the way, uh, I'm fully prepared to do November again next year. <laughs> oh, it's probably going to happen. We're going to forget and we're going to do it. No, uh, I'm having, I, I say this all the time. I'm having the most fun I've had. Like I'm having way more fun this time than I ever had the first time around. And I had a lot of fun the first time around. So uh, I, I don't anticipate ending. We we ain't going anywhere, baby. We're gonna yeah. be a thorn in everybody's side. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. <laughs> D- fucking deal with it. Uh, fucking. But uh, no, that's uh, you know, honestly, that's that's nice to hear that people are concerned. Yeah, no, it was it was. We got like a ton of messages being like, "Please say it ain't so." I was like, "Boy, they really care about trauma." Dude, I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> And then I realized, then I realized they were like misinterpreting us being like, this is it. Like, this is the end of, like- oh, you know what? Somebody, uh, I think it was Matt, Matthew Heckman, long time, uh, listener who was like, oh man, this broke Joe, like vampire in Brooklyn broke Sean. Yeah, no, no, man, no, no, no I'm not, I wasn't broken at all. I just, I don't really feel like talking about any more trauma movies, <laughs> except, except, except we haven't done like, you know half of the good ones so I'd, i know I'd still be i in, know and that's still be up for trovember by the way like that's what i was thinking about after we recorded that episode i was like there's like fucking so- like okay and now i'm saying this but i feel like if i watch them i'll be like god damn it I, but i think like trauma's <laughs> war i feel like might yeah, be I did. i've seen it yeah it would be fun to talk about trauma's war you got tromeo so, and juliet which might be all right yeah we James have done, yep yep you got. We haven't done the first Toxic Avenger. No, I mean, have we done the second? No. <laughs> like <laughs> those are solid movies, and even the third Killer one. Condom. Oh, Killer Condom! Yeah, I think we just need to make better choices. I think that's what. I think that's the yeah, lesson. Yeah. 
<laughs> the lesson is we're idiots, which is not news to anybody. It's Correct. Just, <laughs> yeah. We see something bad and we're like, you know. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> great for the show. <laughs> it never works out that way. Even though we get like all this feedback all the time. It's like, dude, when you guys do good movies, it's fucking good. <laughs> um and I thought about that. That's funny that you say that too, because I thought about that the other day, and I was like, "We we like totally overthink this because all we really have to do is just f- f- good movies, <laughs> and we everyone's happier." <laughs> but hey, we're here for the the suffering. We're here for the suffering. Um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. Um, Happy, um, uh, is it Indigenous Peoples Day the day after now? I, I don't know. Um, but if there is one, I'm going to look it up real quick. Let's see. Nope, that was in October. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> that's that's Columbus Day, isn't it? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think there's a day for the day after Thanksgiving. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, just enjoy your day off. How about that? Have a good week, whatever ha- you do. Have a good week. Just be nice to people. You know, thank, thank somebody be kind to people. Have a blast. Watch watch uh watch a trauma movie with your family. Don't don't fucking do that. <laughs> your family will totally keep you out. Kick you out of the family. Um all right. That's it, guys. Um merch coming soon. I sent you all an email if you had an order. It is a little bit delayed with the supply chain issues, so keep an eye out for that. We will have a very limited run of extras. So if you did miss out, uh, keep your eyes peeled uh, on our Instagram at I Hate Horror, and uh, we'll announce when those are available. We got the December live show coming up, so make sure you register for that over at IHateHorror.com. And uh, maybe we'll do a giveaway for that, too. I I like doing the giveaways now, man. They're kind of fun to do. Like uh, We'll have to come up with a gimmick, though. Okay. Let's think. Um, Maybe... I don't know. Maybe a plan like naughty or nice. Maybe something like that. Like okay. come up with a naughty or nice seems, list. <laughs> seems risque. It's it's not intended to be risque. <laughs> <laughs> like pick a naughty or nice uh, of the movies we did this year or something. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, Tina. Tina asked me today if we were doing uh, if we were doing the Stannies. Oh, we probably should. And I was like, I don't think so. She's like, you fucking have to. It's it's tradition. And I'm like, we haven't done it since like 2015. I, I think we did it once. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it every year. Um, so, okay. Here's a thought. Um, we could do it in our January live show. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like. Do it live. Dude, do a live show. Oh, because we we were wanting to do it in a live show in person. Yeah, that would be so fucking fun. That would be dude January Paul. January twenty second. That live show. Bring Paul in, and our, our our segments in between are the Stannies. Okay, I like it. All right, sick. All right, I'm down with that. I think that would be fucking fun. All right. Um, the apple was a chili chili's parking lot. Chili uh, chili's. I think we just do it in a chili's. <laughs> I mean, that would make more sense. Yeah, it's COVID times. So he'll let just, us do it. Just do whip it whip it's behind the chili's dumpster <laughs> with the line <laughs> hooks. 
<laughs> They'll be so down for that. <laughs> they, they would... <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> Dude, they, that's what would happen. Like, if we do it there and give the line cooks whippets, they'll be like... Like, if the manager comes out and is like, Jesus Christ, they'll be like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I know these guys, it's cool, I'll take care of it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll plan something for the standings. Let's do a standings this year for sure. Um, and that's it, guys. So, Facebook.com slash I Hate Horror, I Hate Horror.com, Instagram.com, uh, at, or Instagram.com, at, on Instagram at I Hate Horror, uh, Twitter sometimes at I Hate Horror Show. And uh, Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for doing the show. Thanks to all of you guys. Uh, really appreciate all the support. You guys are amazing. Got all of your requests for the movies um, for Thanksgiving. Thank you for sending those in. Um, I've added them to a list. I think we're going to do a couple of them coming up soon, though. So keep your eyes peeled. A, a lot of love for Dutch. People want us to do Dutch. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know uh, we might have to. Uh, I'm all I'm all about it, baby. Al Bundy, yeah, sure. what a hero. Um, dude, will there be a Dutch too? Why is that a thing? I don't think so. Wait, is there already a Dutch too? That can't be. About. No, there's not. There's not. Where, <laughs> dude? Why would there be a Dutch too now? They're both Al, Al Bundy's fucking eighty years old. And the, <laughs> Ethan Embry is like 50. So <laughs> Dutch two with them. Babysitting a 50 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. Appreciate you all. Um, thank you all so much. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I want to play.